everyone, this is Janae here, and we are back at it with our highly requested interview podcast. I have missed and, and feeling really lucky to be back at them again. Speaking of feeling lucky, with me today on the podcast is someone that I not only have the pleasure of chatting with, but is our brand new Senior Director of Recruiting for 1X and Sales, Scott McGuckin. Hey, Scott. Hey, Janae. Thanks for having me. Yes, love having you. Thank you for joining me today on this podcast. We've done a few in the past, and this has been a highly requested podcast coming back to interview um, our leaders, and what better time to interview someone who's brand new coming into Cisco. So, Scott, I know you must have some stories, you know, to share around your name, because I, like I told you earlier um, before we started recording the podcast that I actually really enjoy, enjoy saying your full name, so I can't refer to you as just Scott. It's Scott McGuckin. Um, but, like, is there any funny stories or anything that you get about, about your name? Because it's actually a really fun name to say. Well, it's um, misspelled all the time. So, McGuckin, I get McGuckin. People have <laughs> It's McDuckin. So, I do get <laughs> So, I've, I've heard it all. Uh, some that I probably shouldn't say on the podcast. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure we know what you're referring to. Lots of, um, lots there's of just names. those names with people that are just fun to say. So you definitely have a fun name to say. <laughs> well, thank you. And you're saying it like a pro. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. So, Scott, um, are you ready to do this? Are you ready to have this interview? Yeah, let's do it. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you first off for being such a good a good sport and agreeing to doing this interview with me. I promise it'll be fun. The questions won't be that hard. Um, it's just really a great way for the team to get to know who Scott McGuckin is and, you know, really kick off your Cisco journey, hopefully in a fun way. So um, I'm going to just start you right off with an easy one, hopefully. Uh, where are you from? Uh, well, I grew up, most of my growing up years was in San Diego. So grew up in San Diego. Um, I went to college there and then I migrated to Northern California. Uh, I've spent most of my adult years in and around the Sacramento area. Although I did move back down to Southern California for a few years, but migrated back up North, um, about 10 years ago. So I've been here ever since. Okay. I love it. So you're a West coaster. Um, West Coast. we're, we're trying to build our. Our West Coast Foundation, we've got a lot of people on the East Coast and around the globe, of course, um, so it's good to have a West Coaster in. All right, so we're going to dive into your 20 years of HR experience, um, but I thought it would be fun if you can sum it up in a 30-second wrap. I'm just kidding, Scott. I'm kidding. I just want to. I, I want to throw that out there. I'm totally kidding. You don't have to prepare for anything. Um, but but really, if you could share a snippet or like cliff notes of that journey that really led you to Cisco, and it's not in a rap format. That was a total joke. So, but if you could give us a really just the the shortened version of version of why Cisco, why here, and what in that 20 year journey really led you to to uh, to join us here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I started my, my HR um, career a little over 20 years ago, and I, I like a lot of people, I didn't intend to pursue a career in human resources. Um, I worked at a firm with a rotational program right out of college. I was a business student with a concentration in, in marketing, so I thought I'd pursue a, a career in sales or marketing. However, uh, one of my rotations was in human resources, and I found that I really enjoyed the work. Um, I was hired as a recruiter. I spent time in employee relations. I managed uh, an HR service center and, and eventually honed in on talent acquisition. 
And since then, most of my career has been in talent acquisition leadership roles. I did take a slight detour for about three years to work at my undergraduate alma mater, um, a private school in San Diego, uh, leading their advancement team. Although I've been in uh, TA leadership roles uh, for over the last 10 years or so, uh, most recently leading the teams that I supported at my current employer, Wells Fargo, and their five lines of business. Um, I have always admired uh, Cisco, and uh, Cisco is um, just a great organization. It's got a great employer, employer brand. Um, I happen to work with Jason Phillips at um, Kaiser Permanente when he was there. He was uh, uh, my boss and is a phenomenal leader, as you all know. So um, I stayed in touch with him, and uh, when I had the opportunity to connect and talk about uh, this opportunity, of course, I was um, really excited and uh, really at every turn, um, you know, just was more and more interested based on the quality of the people that you have there, the amazing leaders like Zora and Kelly. And um, that was just uh, totally impressive to me. So as we talked more about the opportunity, um, you know, I became super intrigued and was delighted to have the opportunity to uh, to join you all. I love that. And I love that, like, sometimes your career journey brings you full circle, right? With people that you worked with in the past and and coming totally. back together. Yeah. There's a reason for that, obviously. Um, and Jason's great, you know, like hopefully over the course of time that you're here with us, we, you know, you'll share some, hopefully some fun stories about Jason with us. Um, well, so of, of all of the past experiences then in your career, um, all of the chapters in your life, like what do you feel was the most rewarding? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, the most uh, rewarding work experiences for me have been ones that afforded either creativity or opportunities to impact others. Uh, typically, you know, during seasons that were, you know, particularly challenging or uh, there was just a big hill to climb. Um, you know, a couple of examples at one of my former employers, I had the opportunity to create a university relations team from the ground up. Um, I loved the multifaceted work and the ability to create something from scratch that had a big impact. Um, another, you know, previous employer experience, I, I led um, executive recruiting and I realized that we could control the supply chain of leadership level talent by creating another team that focused uh, solely on senior leader, but not executive talent. And um, during this time frame, I had the leeway to implement a sourcing team, a new CRM, and some other strategies to optimize our service delivery. So I, I really love having the ability to see a need, uh, determine the best way to address that need, and then to act on it. So, um, and, there, and the change too, it's always evolving within the HR world, especially within talent acquisition, right? So it's like you're always faced with some sort of new experience or way of, you know, thinking about the business, right? Yep. That's right. That's right. Yep. Lots of creativity um, in this work and in this field and the way it's evolved. That's been super fun. And then, of course, you know, it's it's really the people. And that's part of what uh, made me want to get into this business in the first place. But, yeah, um, you know, just working with teams, helping people um, uh, determine what their strengths are and finding ways to sort of match. Um, their capabilities and strengths with the areas that interest them. Uh, you know, that's a great part about being a leader and it's really a privilege to help people do their best work. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, the career journey at Cisco is, is really big and it's important, you know, especially with our recruiting teams. 
um, because it can be Groundhog's Day too, right? And so, you know, having a leader come in to help, you know, foster the growth and development is, it's really exciting to hear. Um, Okay, so, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, like the rewarding aspects of your experiences and why you love the TA world and what brought you to Cisco. Um, Let me ask you a little bit of a different question, like, from your experiences or what you're seeing, like, what do you feel are the biggest challenges we are faced with in in recruiting or in TA in general? Uh, challenges? Yeah. <laughs> Many uh, challenges, I'm sure. Yeah, there there are. And, of course, uh, you know, there's that, that notion out there of the great attrition or great resignation, um, you know, whatever, whatever you might want to use to refer to this season that we're in. Um, and, uh, of course, we all know that this is happening and it's likely to continue. Um, you know, on, on one hand, this is a, a big risk to businesses and it's really taxing a lot of TA organizations. And I think that's probably one of the bigger challenges that um, most people in our business are facing right now. Um, you know, and, and that has been hard. It's been a hard several months, I think, for most organizations. But on, on the other hand, it really could be a cool um, defining moment for some organizations to gain an edge to attract, develop, and retain the talent they need to create, you know, thriving organizations. So, uh, from my perspective, you know, probably one of the biggest challenges is just navigating this season well uh, to keep up with attrition, churn, uh, growth, while we find out why employees are leaving and to take meaningful action to attract and retain them. So, cool opportunity, but it, it is a challenge nonetheless. Yep. And, and I think we see that, you know, amongst our teams within our own teams, you know, I know I've seen it within our teams um, mm-hmm. directly. And so I think it's hard to see our coworkers go, um, but understanding why and seeing how we can, you know, solve for that so we can create a better environment. Um, and I think the leadership team that you're joining is, is doing those things and, and the company in general. So, um, I, I agree with your challenges that we're definitely faced with, and but we can do better, you know, as a whole. So I'm looking forward to that. Me too. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's jump into some personal stuff. So you and your spouse, Janelle, uh, Janelle right, have two That's daughters, it. Grace and Natalie. Is that right? It's Grace and Natalie. That's it. Yep. Okay. Tell us a little bit about them. Do they play sports? What are they yeah. into? Yes, yes. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe just say a word about Janelle. She's, she's amazing, you know, great mom, um, amazing wife. She's a nurse, so she's also a little bit of a saint. She works in surgery. Um, and uh, our two daughters, they're both in high school. Uh, for them, it's all about cross country, track, and lacrosse. Um, and, and, and thankfully, they do take after their mom, so they're, they're inside and out. That's good news. Uh, but they they make our, our life pretty full. So there's always something going on, um, you know, throughout the week, on the weekends. Um, and we, we like to have fun together as a family. So lots of shared activities with things like skiing. And uh, we like the water. We like to go uh, wake surfing. We've got a boat that we'll uh, take out to some of the local lakes and um, have fun there. So uh, I really love that. And, and a lot of shared adventure. I love that. And. And did you now? Did you play sports growing up as well? Yes, I did. Uh-huh. What sports were you into? Um, so I played football and ran track um, all through high school. I played soccer. Uh, you'll be happy to know for many, many years. But ended up uh, transitioning uh, to football and track in high school. And um, yeah, I love love to play. Um, I played actually actually recreationally 
uh, gosh, for maybe, you know, uh, 15 years or so post-college. Um, oh, nice. Uh, but just for fun, just for fun. Uh, it wasn't good enough really to play at the at a high level in college, and uh, I needed to work. So I uh, played it for fun, but uh, love sports. I, I love hearing that, you know, like you play for fun. I think that's like really important, whether it's sports or something else, just to have that balance of, you know, being able to do what you love, you know, even if it's after the college years too, right? Um, and that's like a big thing. It kind of leads into like that work-life balance and and how do we how do we manage it ourselves? How do we ensure that our teams are, you know, also having that work-life balance? But um, but you know, I think you'll be in good hands joining the team over there with the Join and Connect leadership team. Uh, Chris Dempsey, I want to say one of his kids uh, plays lacrosse as well, so there'll be some. Fun conversations there uh, okay. to share. Okay, so you have a puppy or a dog. Is he a corgi? <laughs> yes. Uh, so you saw the picture of Hazel. That's our Welsh corgi. Uh, she's okay. a part of the family. Um, you know, travels with us, stays inside. Usually sleeps with one of the one of the girls in their in their in their room at night, and uh, will frequently come and join us at some point. Uh, in the evening, jump up on our bed, uh, but she's she's uh, definitely a family member. We've had her for about oh. uh, eight years now. Yeah, the dog Hazel. For those listening, if you know when you check out uh, Scott Scott McGuckin's uh, page on SharePoint, we'll we'll post some pictures of Hazel as well. Super cute dog. So, what um you're a reader, right? What books are you currently reading these days? You know, um, so I am reading, so I just finished one book. I really liked it. It's called Dream Big uh, by Bob Goff. Uh, great book just about, you know, kind of taking the shackles off, getting creative with your life, with your dreams, um, you know, really thinking big. Um, and that was, uh, that was very cool. Uh, so I, um, I just got done reading that. I'm moving on to another book. Uh, by an author that wrote the book Essentialism. He he wrote, uh, I believe it's uh, Greg McCown, um, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. He wrote um, Essentialism, and he wrote this book called Effortless. So um, I've been thinking about how to make sure that you know, especially in the work context, um, you know, I'm focusing on the things that are most important. There's always um, so many things to think about and do and focus on. That are good, but um, obviously it's important to hone in on the things that are most important. So I've been I like that. his, uh, yeah, his material. It's good stuff. Yeah, I'll, I'll actually, um, we love the good book recommendations. So I'll post this as well for the team um, for some good book reads as well. Okay. So let's shift into um, some, a few more questions around uh, the work environment. How do you like or typically keep your your team motivated despite like conflicts or obstacles or like major changes? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. My goodness. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big believer in, um, you know, there, there's sort of the, the notion that there's, there's two sort of primary legs of, of, uh, you know, organizations, one's strategy, one's execution. Um, I've always been in this uh, camp that there is a third leg of the stool that's super important, and it's all about organizational health um, and creating, you know, really um, healthy um, organizations, healthy teams. Uh, so I tend to go to great lengths to make sure that um, the teams I'm a part of um, establish positive, healthy, um, 
you know, relationships. And uh, so when we have those conflicts and when we have those disagreements, um, it's okay. It's okay. We can, we can have disagreements. We can work through conflicts, uh, mostly because we've invested on the front end to establish uh, good relationships that go past the surface level. Um, and, you know, conflict and challenge, that's a healthy part of organizations. Um, you know, so you have to be able to navigate those situations in a way that's healthy, that um, can foster, you know, hopefully the best outcome without any hurt feelings. And so, um, big believer in, in just doing what I can to create um, a really great environment, uh, one that's, you know, trusting. Um, and of course, at the foundation of that is really getting to know people. So, yeah, it's, it's relationships is huge. You know, it's like you, you can say all the right things, but then when it can, when it comes down to, you know, having a tough conversation with, you know, with, with the business or with a team member or, you know, mm -hmm. a stakeholder, um, if the relationship's not there or very strong or just, you know, that's just not there, I think it's, it becomes difficult, right? And so the relationship piece is, is super important as a leader with your team and then beyond that, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I also agree. I think the conflict, it's, it's not to say it's a healthy to have the conflict, but if we don't, if we're not faced with obstacles and challenges and conflicts, then we don't grow, right? As individuals, right. as an organization. Um, you know, so I think it's just all about how you look at it and how you manage it. And then how do you work through, um, whatever that you're faced with. That's right. It's part of having a diverse organization. You want diversity, uh, in all senses of the word. Um, and that includes diversity of thought, right? Yeah. So, uh, people have different opinions and that's important to work that out. It is. It is. So, okay, let's talk a little bit about you in like, what are your current goals? And, and it can be professional or personal, but like, what, where are you aiming uh, for your, for yourself? Uh, you mean outside of uh, surviving the teenage years? Of my <laughs> that could be one really great personal goal though. <laughs> That's right. That's one. Um, well, you know, it's, uh, so I, I, maybe I'll start off with just some, some personal goals. Um, you know, I, like a lot of people, I totally got off, uh, of my, you know, kind of workout routine and, and all of that. So I'm, I'm eager to get back into that. I've actually been kind of climbing back into the saddle. I, I, um, had done some CrossFit, um, in years past and, uh, now I'm, you know, doing CrossFit for mature people. So, uh, still, still at it. <laughs> Um, but I like to run. Um, I actually had, uh, I like to learn things, uh, as well. So I was taking some, uh, boxing lessons, for example, uh, right before, uh, COVID. So. Hey, I love that. Got that. And, uh, yeah, that's fun. It's a great workout. So looking forward to that. Um, you know, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm a bit of a reader, so I, I do, uh, enjoy some kind of lifelong learning, um, you know, elements, uh, to, to my life. Um. So those are, you know, those are some things that I, I sort of uh, am eager to get back into or continue. Um, you know, professionally, I am just so excited to join the organization. I'm, I'm thrilled um, about Cisco, everything I've been reading and learning about it and the people I've talked to. Um, man, there seems like um, it's a cool opportunity to join, um, especially at the juncture uh, that we're at within talent acquisition. Um, to make a meaningful impact. So, um, you know, I've got uh, some interesting experiences and backgrounds that I uh, would love to bring and hope to leverage um, as I join. And of course, learning about uh, the organization that Cisco is. It's got such a storied past and 
um, I'm just eager to contribute to it. So, you know, eager to, to learn about the business and obviously support the team and support the good work that everybody's yeah. doing. Yeah, and I and I think it's it's like any new role you you jump into. It's like let me let's get my hands dirty, roll up my sleeves, and see right. where we're at and where this team is just going to evolve to. So it's exciting. It is a really exciting times. It's and I feel like since the pandemic hit, it's been super unique. Always, like everyone keeps talking about, like when's you know this is a new normal and when do we go back to things and it's like well i don't know if we're ever really gonna go back to things uh with yeah. normalcy but you know it's evolution of change you know so That's i right. think it's really it's exciting to see you come on board in these types of times um as a leader and also really excited to hear you know and see you get back on the bandwagon of like getting your workouts in getting your you know getting a good healthy routine That's right. and then i gotta I think, get rid of the covid you know covid tip <laughs> that i've got so yeah, I think everyone has has dealt with that at some capacity. So it'll be cool to see if you you install um, like team challenges and things like that. I always I always like hearing about those team challenges that um, awesome. the groups do. But did you now in reading uh, prior to this interview, I might have seen a picture of you maybe doing a tough mutter. Is that? Uh, yeah, that's funny. So I, I did include a, yes, I did include, this was of course pre, pre COVID. So I haven't done one since, um, that's a Spartan race. So, uh, Spartan, yes. You know, okay. I have doing those and, you know, it's, it's, it's quite frankly, it's, it's uh, motivational for me to sort of stick with it and, uh, you know, keep at it. So, uh, that was one, uh, that I did just right before the pandemic and, um, I've done several, uh, both Tough Mudders and Spartan races, but, you know, that's a, Good motivation to get, you know, some holistic uh, workouts in. Yeah. Just something to aim for, you know. I and and for those that don't know what a Spartan or a Tough Mudder is, there it's basically an obstacle um, type challenge. It's an obstacle course. The Tough Mudders, obviously, you're through the mud and you get completely gross. The Spartan races, depending on which one and where the locations are, sometimes you go through the mud and water, but for the most part, Spartan is. Um, like, did you do the sprint or did you do the, what's the other one? The second one, then there's the B. Um, it's a super. That's right. It's, it's super. super. Okay. So that's, that's like eight to 10 miles, maybe 30, 35 obstacles, something like that. So, um, yeah, they're not easy. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, if you're trying to go for time, right? It's not, it's you, you can, you can push it and it's not easy. Um, but uh, usually I'll do it with a couple of friends of mine, you know, just for, just for fun. And we won't kill ourselves, but we'll, we'll try to go after it. And so it's what, uh, fun. I and and what is um, what's your favorite obstacle versus your least favorite? <laughs> is it carrying rocks in a bucket? Yes, yes, yeah, carrying rocks in the bucket. That's um, you know, that's a great question. I I think um, I I had I had fun with like the grippy you know um, obstacles, the sort of monkey bar kind of. Okay. Those are kind of fun, um, you know, interesting, a little bit of strategy involved. Um, uh, you know, the, uh, the stupid spear throwing obstacle That is the worst is, uh, I'm like, man, I, I can't, um, the 1st time I like way over through the target had to do 30 burpees. Um, you know, so, so that one kind of gets me because I feel like there's no good way to prepare for that at home. You know, there's not, there but, really uh, isn't anyway, I could, I could probably pick out a couples, but, uh, that, that one was probably the worst for me. Yeah. I, and I, and for, again, for those that don't know these types of events, so the spear throwing is literally, 
the worst carved spear with like a rope attached to the back of it. And then you have, in most events that I've been in, you have a barricade in front of you. So it's not like you can like really get your good. Yes, and I'm yes. five feet. So really, Scott, it depends on your height too. But like, then you have to throw the spear at this big, huge target. So if you miss it, then you have to go off the side and do 30 burpees, which is, you know, a hop drop down to a push up type thing. Pretty tired by then. Yeah. <laughs> You're done. You're completely done. Um, yeah, those are definitely really fun events and they're challenging too. And so like you can do different, like you can do the sprint, which is a shorter distance. Then you do the super, which is what you did, the eight to 10. And then I think the beast is what, do you even That's know? Right. What, yeah. 15 plus yeah. miles, I don't something, even know. Something like that, yeah, 13 to 15, I think so. Yeah, I've never. <laughs> something ridiculous. Yeah, exactly, too long for me. <laughs> hey, so what did you, what did you want to be when you grew up? Do you remember? Oh, that's funny. Uh, you know, I, um, I thought I would actually, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I actually kind of dreamed of, of serving in the military at one point. Oh, that's neat. And, uh, yeah, you know, my, my brother did, so I've got an older brother and, uh, he served 20 years, uh, in the Navy. He's an officer in the Navy. Uh, so I, I sort of lived a little bit vicariously through him and, and have a pretty deep, um, you know, uh, deep hearted support for, uh, veterans and people who have served. Uh, in the military, uh, I think because of my my glimpse into his life. Yeah. But I never did. No, I never did. I went to school and you know studied business. Got out. Um, I uh, knew I wanted to go to grad school at that point and uh, get my MBA. I did that um, and thought um, kind of along those lines when I was pursuing uh, my my higher education that I might become a professor. And um, after through uh, grad school, um, man, I had no desire to go on and get a PhD uh, at that point. So um, I, I stopped it there, uh, but I do have a couple of friends that are, that are, you know, that are professors or deans. And um, I, I do have a bucket list item to teach at the college level. Haven't done it yet, but that is on my, my bucket list. I love, I would love to see your bucket list. I think we all need to share our bucket list because I feel like that entices people to like, Oh, I didn't even think about that. That would be really interesting. So I'm gonna have to see if I can find your, right. get your bucket list from you and, and post it uh, somewhere. Right. It's a deal. It's a deal. <laughs> um, well, hey, we're gonna switch gears a little bit and, and we're gonna wrap up our interview. But in closing, uh, what I'd like to do is throw some fun rapid fire questions at you and just like say the first thing that comes to mind. Um, uh -huh. Don't worry if this just feels embarrassing. We've done these past interviews before. It's just fun to see like what people say. So are you ready for that? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. What is your theme song? Theme song. Uh, Rocky for the training soundtrack. How about that? Okay. Movies or books? Movies. Oh, that surprised me. Okay. You've been given... <laughs> You've been given a tiger. You can't give it away or sell it. What would you do with the tiger? <laughs> um, I think I would take it to uh, Oklahoma and work with that crazy outfit there that uh, has all the <laughs> legal animals. Maybe, maybe I would do that. Tiger King. Um, what's worse, doing math problems or dishes? Oh, uh, you know what? I hate to say it. Probably math. I, I would probably prefer to do dishes. I think I would agree with you. Um, would you rather have a one-minute conversation with your past self or future self? Ooh, 
Um, I think past self. I think I could probably help myself more by doing that. So I'd go. I'd go back in time. Do you cry in movies? <laughs> Not usually, but I have. Okay, you have a heart. <laughs> have a heart. Um, what is your favorite quote or saying? Ooh, uh, favorite quote is by Theodore Roosevelt. Uh, it's about um, about you know striving and um, struggle and actually getting into the arena. And um, it's a great quote. I can't remember what it's sort of labeled, but um, but I like some of these historical quotes by uh, leaders like that. Okay, what would you say about your dancing? About my dancing? Yes. Uh, it is virtually non-existent and <laughs> will ever see me dancing. I'll say that. What would your daughter say about your dancing? <laughs> uh, that no one should ever see it. <laughs> it's always different than what we think of our dancing than versus our kids, I see. Um, coffee or tea or neither? Oh, you know what? Both, but I am a coffee, a little bit of a coffee snob. So usually I'm like two cups of coffee in the morning. Maybe if I'm tired, another cup of coffee in the afternoon. Okay. That's my style too. All right. In closing, Scott, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time with me today. You know, these interviews, like I mentioned earlier, they give our teams like just a glimpse of who Scott McGuckin is and a bit about your background, your family, you know, what you love to do. Um, but before we close out this interview, is there anything else that you'd like to share about yourself? You know what? I, uh, that you've done so well, Janae, but by the way, uh, thank oh, you. Thank you. You know, I, uh, I love, um, I really enjoy my work and I enjoy, uh, typically my work because, um, I enjoy the people that I work with and I like uh, doing good work, but I like having fun. So, you know, uh, we haven't really talked about that, but I, um, I, I love to do good work. I love to have fun at work and I'm uh, super excited about fun, important. fun at work with uh, the team at Cisco. So delighted to have the opportunity to uh, join you all. Well, we are excited to have you and fun is, I think what everyone needs back in the work life. You know, we've been balancing <laughs> this pandemic for too long now. Um, we just need to have fun again. You know, I think that's like, that's, right. that's a big theme. So, and with that, thank you so much, Scott McGuckin. I'm gonna continue to say your full name until you just tell me to stop. <laughs> we are looking forward to leaning in with you in your new role and seeing the strength in our Joining Connect team just keep getting stronger. So thanks for listening, team. Fantastic, thanks, Janae.